What is going on? Welcome to Fight Culture. And today I am joined with Lake G, pro MMA fighter, 6-0, looking to continue his undefeated record on Friday, April 28th at Uriah Faber's A1 Combat. Lake, how's it going? It's fight week. Yeah, things are going good so far until that uh, last little weight cut, of course. But yeah. um, other than that, I'm feeling great. It's good. Yeah, it looks like you're chilling, relaxing right now. <laughs> yep. Until this next workout here soon. Oh, yeah. So you went pro in 2019, but prior to that, you had a very impressive amateur record. Eight wins, one loss. You developed kind of a very you know, intense high count of an amateur record. Cause you typically see like, Oh, if I'm like four and oh, cool, let's go pro. But you took your time. You found the time that was right. What was the point in your career where you were like, okay, it's time to go pro. Well, to be honest, I think, the, you know, I, I kind of wish I'd turned pro sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, getting that extra experience doesn't hurt. I wanted to only have five amateur fights, but then I had a loss after my fifth, uh, amateur fight. So I was able to actually learn as an amateur, um, fighting somebody tough at 145 pounds. Um, Chris Cores, super tough guy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but, uh, but yeah, um, having those fights and all that experience and then all the wrestling experience on top is, is really only helped me prepare as a, uh, as a pro. Right. Um, you were part of an amazing team and correct me if I forget anybody, but it's a team I've always loved to see step in the ring, um, especially during the King of the Cage matches. Um, can you tell us more about being with Smash Kickboxing under Thomas Smash Fallon and also Nexus Jiu-Jitsu? Is there anybody else in that mix? Man, I mean, Thomas Fallon and Andrew Kerfoot, I mean, those two guys, like, when I first met Thomas, um, I, I heard from Benito Lopez, um, who's a good friend of mine. He, uh, he recommended me to him. He's like, Hey, if you want to learn some really good striking, you know, go hit up this guy named Thomas Fallon. And a couple months went by and I, I was just like, kind of like, like, Oh, I'll eventually ask him. I'll eventually ask him. And then I finally run into him at, uh, like this point kickboxing event thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, you know, I'll just ask him in person right now. And, uh, I went up to him and I was, you know, I, I was coming from a humble place and I was just like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm pretty desperate to, to, to develop and learn and, and get better. I, I'm looking for some coaching and, uh, literally from day one, day one, he was putting, giving me everything he could, right. um, and still is doing that. Um, he's a hell of a coach that like his commitment to this game underrated. Um, yeah, and, and people will see that, um, especially as my career goes on and other people around me. Right. Yeah, he's and, a pretty good fighter himself, too. <laughs> yeah, dude, not to mention that he could, yeah, he's a monster. Um, and that's how I met Andrew, uh, Andrew Kerfoot out of Nexus Jiu-Jitsu. His, his grappling game is, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware there were levels like that in grappling. And I'm a wrestler, so I mean, so... Um, 
Yeah, and that's how I met Andrews through Thomas because they were uh, working out at the same gym at the at the time. Um, and same with him, his his level to this game, like his level of commitment to this game is second to none. I mean, these guys are underrated, and like I wish I could keep all their secrets to myself, <laughs> and right. I have to share all these things. So hopefully, you know, not everyone, not too many people are going to flock to them after. Uh, all these guys that we train with, you know, right. do well. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, um, what uh, what was that fighter you mentioned that recommended you to Thomas? Benito Lopez. So that's Benito Lopez. And then there's also a couple more that are actually high-level uh, UFC fighters that have been under the striking ideals of Thomas Smash Fallon. You know, oh, how... Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. Um, there's Fluffy. I mean, Mike Malott goes to him at times. Um, I mean, there's there's quite a few guys. Uh, can't remember off the top of my head, though. Um, but, yeah, you know, he he has a pretty large clientele as far as uh, pad work and, and teaching people. Yeah. And he just opened up his, his – well, not officially open, but he's working on opening up uh, his own gym right now. Um, so yeah, it, it's, he's going to be blowing up himself. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Especially seeing, you know, the product he's developing. <laughs> um, yeah. I've had the honor of being able to photograph a few of your fights, uh, working with King of the Cage, um, in your hometown actually of Oroville. In those fights, you've shown a sh- very sharp stand-up game. Your striking is second to none. Your kicks are on point. Um, but you also have strengths to your grappling and I feel like that's, that gets overlooked a lot. Um, how would you describe your style as a fighter incomplete? And do you feel that people also underestimate, including your opponents underestimate the grappling that, you know, I would say they underestimate my striking and don't respect my striking. Um, I, I came from a wrestling background. I mean, I, I only started wrestling at 10 years old um, to pursue MMA. Um, got beat up at school one time. A few days later, I watched a Rocky movie, <laughs> got inspired, and I was like, and then I saw some UFC fights playing. I was like, you know, I could probably do that. And I, I noticed all the wrestlers were doing well. And then uh, my parents got me into wrestling because what parent likes the idea of their kids getting punched in the face? Right. So uh, they thought wrestling would be a good option, um, but yeah, I think I think to answer your question, I think they overlook my striking more, and they'll be more worried about my wrestling. Um, but that's just going to open everything else up for me as far as the striking and and mixing the two together. Right. When you walk out there, do you prefer keeping things on the feet, or are you the type of wrestler like, okay, let's get to the ground and I'll finish this? Um, I mean, it's, it's MMA. Like I, I'm a wrestler. I grew up wrestling. I have to use it. Um, whether I'm facing someone who's a better wrestler to keep it on my feet, um, or someone who I can expose with my wrestling, get them tired and then outstrike them if they manage to get up to their feet and survive ground and pound submissions and all these other things or keep up with the pace. Um, I would say 
to describe my style, I think wrestling and pace is are two huge um, attributes of mine. Yeah, yeah, I des- definitely have not seen you get tired. <laughs> uh, oh, I, believe me, I get tired. Uh-huh. I'm just not afraid to get tired. There you go. Yeah, because I mean, definitely poker face kind of thing. I think uh, one fight I've seen probably has gone to the fourth round, and I'm like, oh, dude's in here fresh. But yeah, I mean, you play it <laughs> off as like. I'm here, I'm still in it, um, which is a very important characteristic to have when going into fights like this. Um, Looking at the records of both you and your opponent, your opponent as well, Terrence Satern, he is undefeated, Um, but you guys actually have identical amateur records. Do you feel on Friday that this is your toughest task yet? Another undefeated fighter and another fighter that also has a big resume under his amateur career. Um, I think he's a tough test for sure. Absolutely tough guy. Um, I I don't know. It's hard to say because I, I do have a loss and I have been finished before at 145 pounds and I'm fighting at 125 pounds now. Um, so, I mean, I mean, we'll see. He's for sure going to be a tough test. Um, we have, like you said, similar uh, resumes. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, I think I've, I've faced tougher opponents at higher weight classes. Um, and I mean, I, I don't, I train with a bunch of animals. Yeah. I mean, Zach Duffy, Billy Brand, um, like a, bu- a bunch of guys, even my coaches beat the hell out of me, like, <laughs> you know, um, and I don't think. You know, all respect to Terrence, but I don't think he's better than those guys. Um, so, with that being said, I think he'll be a tough test. Um, but we'll see if it's enough on 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 Friday. Right. So, you fought for Pure Combat. You fought for King of the Cage. You are now fighting for Uriah Faber's A1 Combat. On Friday, you get the job done. What is next for Lake G? Hopefully I get the opportunity to um, fight at the next level. I'll be 7-0 and at 125 pounds, which is kind of op- – like there's more opportunity at 125 pounds than 135s, to be brutally honest. Right. Um, but, I mean, if and if that doesn't happen and I have to keep fighting, um, any – I mean, I would prefer A1 for sure. Um but if there's other opportunities at, for fight pass shows or something bigger, right. then of course, yeah, I will, I will take those opportunities. But, um, but yeah, one fight at a time for me. I, I, as far as I know, there's nothing after the 28th in right. my mind. So yeah, it's a great mindset. Um, you will be on UFC Fight Pass. You know, this is. Do you feel this is a great opportunity to get your brand and your style out to the public, everybody to see this is who Lake G is? Yeah, it's obviously a great opportunity. I mean, great exposure. Um, you know, and I think that that's honestly one of the things I might be lacking compared to these other fighters. Uh, there's not as much hype behind me as these other guys. Um, you know, and I don't think that speaks to my level of, you know, of, of my skills or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be good exposure. Um, I'm just focused on performance at this point. 
Um, all the other things is just noise. So I'm on Friday, I'm just going to show up, perform my best, control the things I can control and, and do what I have to do. Right. Well, I am really excited to see you fight. You know, I've been able to see it live, but to see it on UFC fight pass is going to be pretty awesome. You know, hopefully you get that little highlight reel to your name and have it Hmm. out there. Um, but we'll go ahead and close this up. I know you got to go to training. Is there anyone yep. that you'd like to give a shout out, coaches, sponsors, etc.? Oh man, how, how much time do we have? You're good. Go. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, of course, my family, um, my mom, my girlfriend Jessica. Like those two girls, man. Like if I talk about them too long, I'll start getting emotional. But um, <laughs> they. Uh, they sacrifice a lot for me and uh, you know, and I'll, and I'll leave it at that. And same with my coaches, like their level of commitment, like I said before, um, you know, this isn't just a silly dream of mine. Um, there's, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, not just my sacrifices, but theirs as well. And that, that's what makes me push so damn hard. Um, so yeah, like I want to thank them personally um, and, and I'm going to do my absolute best for you guys, um, come Friday. That's awesome to hear. Um, where can people follow you and where can they watch your fight this Friday? My fight will be on UFC fight pass for a one. I think I'm co-main or the one right before that. I'm not quite sure. Um, but my Instagram, I mean, if you just look up Lake G, there's only going to be one Lake G that pops up. So, uh, yeah, just look up Lake G on Instagram or Facebook, and I should be the only one. Cool. All right. Well, that sounds good, Lake. I am so excited to see your fight, and, yeah, I can't wait to see where your career goes. All right. Thank you for having me. No problem. Have a good one, Lake. All right. Bye.